This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bradley and Don, my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Um, we are so happy to have an actor in the studio with us who is here, Minnesota native, I believe. Yeah, I, mean, I was not born in Minnesota, but I grew up in Minnesota. Okay, great, great. In Stillwater, we have uh, Rich Summers in the studio, and um, you have an interesting perspective on the strike, hopefully. We've been talking about the strikes. And uh, we just want to hear from a real live actor what it's been like. <laughs> well, I, first off, thanks uh, for inviting me to come in. I was listening to the show on Friday uh, or Thursday. My, my wife and the kids and I were driving down from Duluth to Mankato, where she grew up, and uh, tuned in and, and overheard you talking about the strike. And I just was excited to hear uh, people who you, you guys seem educated on it, which I appreciate. It's easy sure. to sort of make a lot of assumptions about something like this because it is a a, a pretty um, wild thing. You don't often think of maybe artists choosing to go on strike, but uh, it's it's something that I, I I I am adamant about getting the word out to people that aren't in New York or Los Angeles or even Chicago about mm-hmm. what's really happening in this thing. So I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, well, well, and to use the word educated is a compliment. At least we are obsessed with, you know, TV and movies. And I think this strike and Don, you've had some experience not only uh, acting, but working with other actors who, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, um, you know, would know from projects in Hollywood as well. Right. And so I think we've just kind of had this conversation with ourselves in a way that has allowed us to see, hopefully, what it's like, uh, or at least be open to the difficulties that actors face in Hollywood right now. You, you know, in your original message, you mentioned that, um, it, there are a lot of misconceptions, I think, about actors and the actors' strike. What do you think would be helpful to sort of dispel some of those misconceptions? I think I think the biggest misconception that I'm referring to there is that I hear, you know, my my family has since I grew up, they've now moved to Ohio, and they're having a lot of conversations on the ground there. And I'm talking to friends here in Minnesota, and it seems that there is a wide perception um, that if you are Famous. If I've seen you on TV, if you're even recognizable, you mm. must have a, an extreme uh, level of, of financial independence. You are wealthy if I know who you are. And, and I guess part of the misconception to me is that recognizability doesn't equate uh, money. It doesn't equate wealth. And I think that uh, uh, 
I want people to know that the people for whom this strike is happening are not the millionaires, mm-hmm. are not the Brad Pitts mm-hmm. and the the Tom Hanks. That's not or Tom Cruise or you know anyone that's that's in the theaters right now. That's not really who this strike is supporting. It's supporting people like me, a squarely middle class actor, and people who are are just getting started or mm-hmm. trying to kind of ascend that ladder. As well, though that's the the person that this is is happening for, particularly in this world of streaming. You know, this the the contracts we're working under right now. Um, without getting too technical, we're we're certainly largely created in a time where linear sort of advertising based television was more the norm, and now, obviously, you know, I I listen to your show, I hear eighty. Five ninety percent of what you're talking about is happening on streaming. That's mm-hmm. where pop culture has mm-hmm. gone, and our contracts have not changed to reflect that. Right. I, as a person who's made my full time living for or twenty years in acting, I can look at the paychecks that I got back from when linear television, linear sort of ad model was the norm, and look at how it has changed. How those those paychecks have changed with the advent of streaming, and it is a a very it's a marked difference it's just i i feel like I, I'm, I'm i'm sorry you gave me a microphone i'm gonna talk no, oh my gosh, that's why no, we want we like, can only say so much with the little information we have you know not being in the experience i get I, totally and again i really appreciate that you you're interested and and want to be sort of informed on this stuff but i'm i'm a person that i think i get to work quite a bit i mean i look at the amount of projects i've gotten to be uh, with which i've gotten to be involved in and it's a long list and yet, those that began on streaming, those projects that were were purely streaming, just the the amount of projects don't correlate to the uh, the sort of amount of money that that they should. Um, you know, one big thing that we've been fighting about is residuals, which mm-hmm. I know that some people don't fully understand the concept, but the basic idea is that. When you're paid for a job, you know, uh, for example, the Devil Wears Prada. When I was paid for the Devil Wears Prada, uh, I was paid for the the theatrical release of that movie. When that movie went to DVD or to streaming or whatever, then I get paid a residual, basically paid for any usage that isn't its initial intended usage. The reason for that is uh, that it it my image, me being on a show, for example, I've played a lot of sort of despicable characters in my career. I have a lot of people who <laughs> yell horrible things. My children and, and wife can attest, say horrible <laughs> no. things to me on the street. Uh, or, or, you know, when, when I was getting on an airplane when I had just done The Office and uh, was carrying my then two-year-old daughter and, and someone oh, no. leaned into the aisle and said, he... Uh, he said, "Don't f with Pam and Jim," and really, just like <laughs> really like, mad about really it. Really mad about it. A testament uh, to your your craft. Thank you so <laughs> yeah, much, yeah. Bradley. Um, but I become I've become identified with sort of unappealing characters. Those residuals help to to make sure that I can still make a living from this thing. When uh, uh, you know it. it it, it's harder when you see me in a new project. You might go, "Ugh, it's that guy." Ugh, I hate that guy from Mad Men. He's he's he was so slimy on Mad Men, and it I don't actually bring huge value to a project sometimes. So I I rely on those residuals to make sure that I am able to still be paid for work that I've done that's still being used now. One example is you know Newman from Seinfeld, Wayne Knight. Uh, you never see Wayne Knight in something and. 
and have any thought except, oh, it's Newman, Newman right? Yeah, that's right. And wh- maybe you have a positive feeling about that. Maybe you have a negative feeling. But Wayne Knight needs to keep getting paid for Newman because that's the reference point for it. Right. Him. So it's it, that's how these residuals work. Anyway, long story so short. So is Harry Crane good to uh, you to this day in that regard? Was, was that beneficial for yeah. you? So Mad Men, because it was initially on linear television, because mm-hmm. it was created for basic cable, it has paid differently in its move to DVD and streaming mm-hmm. than almost everything I've done since, which has been on mm-hmm. streaming. But, you know, be, began on streaming, remains on streaming, and that's where it lives. And those residuals are just minuscule because they're still based on a model that is aging out. And so that's that's largely what the strike is. It's just trying to bring all this stuff to the, the present. And, you know, when we're talking about not making show any, shows anymore or, or right now and movies, you're talking about just hundreds of crew members that aren't able to work. Which group do you see is going to, I don't want to say suffer first, But which part of the movie making process do you see where it's going to hit the hardest before anything else? In this strike right now? Yes, in this strike right now. I mean, it's hitting our, uh, particularly our Teamsters, our IATSE mm -hmm. members, our crew, uh, hair and makeup. All of those people are are often not paid residuals anyway. So they are very dependent on their day-to-day wages and without new work being created they are feeling the brunt of it in a in a big way right now right so um, it's so much bigger than just sag after oh it's a huge i mean look right now uh minnesota has a a film and tv credit that uh governor walls helped get put through that will uh, currently it's set to sunset in 2024 but we're hoping that the minnesota film and, and uh, tv production credit will will get renewed because it's something that brings a ton of work into a right. community and minnesota is a place we have 600 700 sag after actors here in the twin cities local mm-hmm. the, the twin cities local covers minnesota north dakota and south dakota but it is it is something that is impacting not only those of us who are in los angeles and new york but right here in the Twin Cities, there are a, a lot of actors who are trying to find a way to make a living in this thing. And I know that the strike is coming at a terrifically bad time, mm, just absolutely. on the heels of COVID, just when Minnesota is starting to get its feet under it again, uh, production wise. And it's it's and just tricky. as Hollywood has shown that they can get people back, uh, you know, into in theater theaters. seats. And yet um, they're saying that, you know, increasingly they're having a harder time as well. Um, Rich, thank you so much for being with us. Can you stay for the next segment? We have to take a quick break. If you guys are just joining us, we're talking to actor Rich Summer. He's a fellow Minnesotan. He's here. He thought, why not sit down with Bradley and Dawn and talk about um, what life is like for actors during the sag after strike? And maybe we can talk about some of the ways that, you know, our listeners and others can support um, your fellow actors and those who are affected by the strike when we come back right here on My Talk. Hi, David at First Equity. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Your Boat Club. And that's exactly where we were this weekend. We were at Your Boat Club, Forest Lake. We uh, stopped to Forest Lake, spent the day on the water. It was beautiful. And you know what? The team at Your Boat Club made it even easier to get on the water. In fact, life really is better on the water with Your Boat Club. And this time of the year, they make it super duper easy uh, to get to get on the water and have fun. You just head to yourboatclub.com. They have all sorts of membership options for you. We did a trial membership this year. But they also have single and multi-day 
boat rentals. And if you guys are on a cabin or a lake this summer and there isn't a your boat club facility, they'll bring the boat to you. See what I mean about easy? They really do make it fun and easy to get on the water this summer. We loved our experience on Forest Lake. Um, watch for some uh, videos and photos later this week. Head to yourboatclub.com in the meantime, and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. My Talk 107.1, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you had a great weekend. And we've had the opportunity, if you just joined us, to be speaking with Rich Summer. He is an actor, and I have put his um, credits on our Sherlings page if you want to check that out, if you're not familiar. I guarantee you know Rich Summer, even if you don't think you know Rich Summer. Exactly. You don't have to look too far down the list before you start going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I hated him in that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a great place. Just you spoke about this earlier. Um, You have to have an antagonist to make a story complete. So it's a great place, actually a great place, I think. It makes me happy. I enjoy getting to roll around in the muck. Uh, I've had lots of people say, you know, somebody once wrote a full article called Rich Summer Needs to Stop Playing Sleazebags. And I love it. I mean, I don't know why. why, Who wants to just be nice? Yeah. It's no, there's no fun in that. Yeah, I totally understand. I play the Wicked Witch on stage many times, so I'm all about being the villain. You get to find the good in the villain. She's the villain of our own show. That's right. You (laughs) gotta have two sides of the coin. It's nice. So we have, um, you're talking about the strike that's going on right now, just for anybody who's just joined us. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how it affects people who depend on sag after for insurance? Yeah, I, you know, we have 160,000 members in the union, and you have to earn between, currently, and this number changes, obviously, almost every year, but you have to earn uh, a minimum of $26,470 between paid wages and residuals for most members above a certain age threshold that changes. But uh, you have to earn 26, uh, about 26, five to to make health insurance in most years, not even 13% of our membership can make enough in acting to, to get health insurance. So that is not even 13% are making 26, thousand dollars to make the the requisite for the health insurance and that that's just to kind of there's a story that that i've heard during this strike from a woman on the picket line she did 13 episodes of 13 different streaming shows last year Mm -hmm. that is a ton of work that means if you watched those 13 episodes oh it's her again oh my gosh she's everywhere she must be wealthy she did not make the minimum in those those 13 jobs another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
jobs to make the health insurance. So that's that's the kind of stuff that that we're talking about. That streaming is paying so little that it's it's really difficult to to turn that into any sort of livable wage. Well, knowing that that's the case, then and there are probably a lot of actors that are disproportionately affected by this current strike. Uh, because they were already affected by just even if you weren't on strike by the economic climate for actors, how can people listening support uh, yeah, those who are out of do? work? Well, there are, there are a couple of things. I mean, the, the simplest is if you if you want to go online and and use our, our hashtag SAG after strong and hashtag WGA strong as well, because of course the writers are also on strike. That's that's something that's helpful just to keep those things. Uh, in the in, in, you know, at the top of all of the search feeds, keep them trending. You can also make a donation to the Entertainment Community Fund, uh, which is a, a fund that that is benefiting both actors and writers who come to them who are in you know fa- there are people facing real catastrophic mm-hmm. potential moments here, and and this is a fund that can help them find their way out. And there are ways just here in the Twin Cities on September fourth. Um, it'll be SAG after Solidarity Day at the Minnesota State Fair. So if you go to the AFL CIO Pavilion, you can join in uh, that day. That's again September fourth. The SAG after Twin Cities local will be uh, hosting a sort of um, a, a rally uh, there at the AFL CIO Pavilion. That's just a number, a, a couple of ways. But but just just remaining, just choosing to kind of inform yourself. That's really to me the most important way you can support uh, this cause right now. It's it's not as black and white as it probably seems when it, it seems like we're people that that just are, are raking it in. Um, you know, we are all just trying to going make a to living doing parties. something we love. Yeah, going to and, oh. and that's hard too. You know, we go to those fancy parties and we we're, we borrow clothes that are really expensive. Yes. And they give my wife beautiful jewelry and they hold her driver's license overnight. And then the next day we return it You know, our it motto all. on this show is in Hollywood, nothing is real and everyone smokes. That, so. Yes. We well, half of that is 100% true yeah. and the other half is probably 50% true. But, but yes, uh, those things are both mostly true. So when it comes to streaming shows, you know, I I hate to say this, but the public, you know, we're not going to get our... our favorite shows are should come out in the fall Mm -hmm. but is it harmful for us just to turn to streaming since we know that people are getting like three cents for a residual check if we turn to that for entertainment i hope not actors i mean no look we want these guys to succeed we're really in the same game i am rooting for the streamers to be even bigger and better than ever i want them to make a ton of money and I want them to share some of that with the people creating the exactly. content. That's all it really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can easily look up David Zaslav's uh, uh, money from last year, Bob Iger. You can look up how much money they are raking in. Yeah. And I can show you, if you'd like, my pay stubs from those people and show you that it is just not commensurate. When you watch that show and mine is the face that you might recognize or any of my colleagues, we are not the ones that are that are getting the benefits from it that that it feels like we are and so so no watch stream watch everything i yeah. think you know keep it going keep these business i personally i've canceled some streaming services but the union isn't asking you to do that right, right. now um we're not looking to 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 knock anything down we just want all of us uh, to share in the success. Has there been a way, we were talking about this before um, the show, has there been a way that um, you guys can keep in touch with each other, sort of like formal or informal networks to sort of, you know, other than the union itself, and I'm sure there's like a whole communication strategy, but just like as actors, fellow actors who are like, how do we do for the next uh, Mm -hmm. however long? Like, how do you, how are you sort of feeling connected to... 
I mean, you know, for me, because I live in Los Angeles, I am on the picket line every day. Uh, I, I I have kids, so we have a summertime schedule. So I, until they're in school, I'm out there only maybe for an hour, hour and a half each day. But I, there is a lot of conversation, a ton of scuttlebutt, oh, sure. and probably misinformation happening on those picket lines because everybody is just, you know, when the writers were striking and the actors were trying to join in, and I was out there for quite a bit during that as well, there was a lot of, uh, you know, do, do, do you think the actors are going to strike? And I, to me, the actor networks I was talking to, it was obvious we were going to strike, sure. but the writers were really nervous. You know, our union historically oh. does not like to strike. The writers historically are happy to strike. Yeah. The actors are really skittish about striking, and uh, that maybe just goes to show how serious this moment has become. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Well, uh, feel free whenever you hear that scuttlebutt mm-hmm. yeah, and those sure. rumors yeah. and gossip. Yeah. Can, I, can I do it in a blind item format yes! and not yes! tell you who it is? Yeah, yeah and feel free good. to tell us if any of our blind items were true or correct. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I haven't spoken to Oprah in my life, okay. but if I do, I'll let okay. you know. If I but you it. have, like, you've literally, I mean, you've worked with a lot of uh, a lot of people in Hollywood. I mean, I bet you have, I have a lot of stories. I've been fortunate enough to, you know, can I say one that is just really bumming me? Have you guys talked about Pee Wee? We have not, but I oh. guarantee we will be. He did, uh, as we learned at the top of the hour, pass away. Well, I can tell you from what few interactions I had with him and, and one beautiful dinner, he was a lovely man. I'm, oh. I'm really uh, sad to lose him. Rich Summer, you are a lovely man. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. and speaking Thank you with us today me. and bringing your whole family with you and best of luck on the rest of your time in Minnesota. We'll be right back here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. To you guys, this isn't going to last for long. It is Livia Days. They have arrived. Livia Weight Control Center's best deal of the summer. You're going to get 50% off your personalized program when you mention me. And all of these programs are doctor recommended. Uh, you could lose up to 10 pounds in your first two weeks. That happened to me. I lost weight with Livia about six years ago and I have kept the weight off. So if you've been searching for a plan, maybe your old ways of losing weight don't work anymore, please trust Livia. I did, and it can work for you too. 855-GO-LIVIA or livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A.com. Call them today because that offer isn't going to last long. 50% off your program. Uh, It's a limited time offer, and it's Minnesota's best weight loss program. They've been voted that year after year. So come up and say hi to me when you see me at the Minnesota State Fair, and I can tell you all about it. Or actually, just call today because, like I said, I'm telling you, it isn't going to last long. 855-GO-LIVIA, livia.com. The Adventures of Bradley Adon, my talk, 1071. Thank you for joining us. If you just missed uh, the show and joined right now, we had a great interview with Rich Summer, who um, has been in many, many things, including Mad Men and things that he can't really promote right now. But go back and listen to the podcast once we have it up. You'll really enjoy the perspective. Yeah, and and he really is he is really a good person um, and a good human who um, has been doing the work and fighting the fight. I was watching some uh, conversations he was having on the picket line. So he's out there, yes. like he said. And, you know, it, it's, it's just nice to hear from somebody who's a working actor in Hollywood who, um, you know, makes it understandable in a way that, I don't know that we always think about like actors and what their lives are like in any other way than all the gossip and celebrity rumors and innuendo and sort of like fairy tale stuff we put on them. So that was kind of just eye opening and, Mm -hmm. and real. A real human being. Yeah, yes. look at that. A real human being. We're not used to those, Don. We're the, used to caricatures and stereotypes. That's right. 
uh, and trying to figure out blind items. Um, so what really hit me, uh, just to wrap up the conversation, was, you know, only, what did he say, 13% of mm-hmm. union members even have made the 26000 yeah. to qualify for insurance. It's so we're bizarre. talking about people that have to have second jobs to live in L.A., and they're trying to get any job that they can get, really, just job to job. Those, you know, are primarily, you know, 80% of the people more than that. And those are the people that you see on screen. And, you know, you pointed this out. Rich pointed this out. We've talked about this more than once, which is that for everyone you see, and he sort of talked about how even the people you see and you might think like, oh, they're supremely successful and I bet they make tons of money and are like Mm. fabulously wealthy. No. But then think about all the people that you don't even see. Right. And then realize that they're having an even harder time because, you know, they might be tangentially related to the strike not directly benefiting from whatever resources are available to those who are striking. So it's just like a domino effect and it affects a lot more people than we realize. And frankly, um, you know, as lovers of pop culture, entertainment, TVs and movies, um, you know, it's important to understand what's actually going on with the people who make the things we love. I mean, don't you just sit there at the end of a movie or TV show and just watch. I like to watch the credits even if I can't see them because they're going so fast. I usually l- and just go, I can't believe how many people it made to make took to make this movie. Yeah. I also just like to see the names. I do too. Bob McCracken, Harry <laughs> it's Tips. Your favorite fake name is uh, Bob McCracken. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, let's watch for a friend, you know. Oh, Tommy Ariola. Oh, I mean, there's just Tommy. always names. You'll see names right on the credits. And you're like, oh my God, that's a real person. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Don, I'm stalling because I don't really want to talk about either. the two stories we because were going to talk about. Somebody who has worked a lot <sighs> in this business. We just lifted actors up, and now we're going to tear them down. At least one of them, his name is Kevin Spacey. Oh. I just want to—I want to pull the carpet out from under y'all. You know how he was acquitted in those uh, of those charges over in the UK, just being disgusting. Yeah. So there was a story in the Daily Mail. I don't know how much of this is true, but if you believe the Daily Mail, it turns out that the jurors got a meet and greet What with Kevin Spacey after they acquitted him uh, (gasps) of sexually assaulting four men. The group of jurors were said to have met. Now, this comes from the Daily Mail, so please take that for what it's worth. Although I will say there was an original report in Variety which said that they were taken back into a foyer to meet Kevin Spacey where he was also said to have, quote, made a brief bow towards them with his arms crossed across his chest. The actor appeared to be weeping and thanking the jurors, and the scene was described as, quote, like watching Spacey greet his fans on the red carpet. Oh, my God. One gosh. reporter told the newspaper they'd never seen anything like it. Oh, no. So they requested. <sighs> the Daily Mail said that the jurors said, uh, can we meet Kevin Spacey? Yeah. that's. I and mean, according so... to the story, it sounds like uh, around a half dozen members of the jury reportedly waited outside the courthouse to see if they could meet him. I mean, if you already have that feeling about somebody putting them on a pedestal and actual like, why are you a juror? What you just became a fan during the trial and you didn't know his work before? Or that seems like if I were the attorneys of the men that were fighting this case, I would be like, can we appeal this? Because, look, this is what. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. And and who knows at, at this point, it's probably a little water under the bridge because now he's been, uh, but I, I guess the victims could, well, no, I don't think the victims could appeal per se, but because somebody else would have to bring charges. But at the end of the day, to me, I was just kind of grossed out. And this just goes back to you thought at the time when we had this story, when this acquittal came, like nobody's going to hire this man. He's I was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to work know, with him in Hollywood. And I just want you to know if the people that acquitted him in a court of law wanted to meet him, I just think Hollywood sometimes maybe doesn't have the same scruples. So therefore, I wouldn't be surprised if some studio exec a little bit further down the road when the dust has settled and the ick factor has kind of melted away Good and people amazing. go, why does he was he? I mean, mm, I hope that's not the case. Me too. Because if you read the testimony of the victims. Right. I will say, I don't understand how the jury... I, I I'm no still idea. curious how the jury came to the conclusions that they did uh, because I guess they all believed that each of those four men With very lied. similar stories. Yeah. Just wanted to... I don't know. It's just very sad. But in other <laughs> criminal news... Oh, God. It just keeps on coming. Well, anyway, these are some stories we talked about last week yeah, and so the, beyond. We uh, th- these are a couple stories we're updating Updates. on. If we're, if we're just if you're just joining us, uh, we had a wonderful conversation with a real we life working we actor in Hollywood, it. and now we're taking it all away. We're destroying the joy you had in your heart for actors in Hollywood. Oh. No, actually, this has nothing to do with Hollywood. This next story, though, I did want to sort of tie up the the loose ends around Carly Russell. Now, remember Carly Russell is the woman who called police and said that, well, she called 911, said that there was a toddler running around in a diaper on the freeway. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then she disappeared. And there was uh, essentially a a chase was on to find her. Right. Come to find out that she invented that story, according to police. She admitted that she staged it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, she has been charged. This happened at the end of last week. We just didn't get a chance to talk about it. But she has turned herself in. She's been charged with two misdemeanor counts of uh, making false reports. And uh, both misdemeanor charges have a maximum sentence of up to a year and a fine of up to $6,000. Now, you may have read those headlines, dear listeners, and thought to yourself, two misdemeanor counts and a $6,000 fine? That doesn't seem like a lot for a woman who basically, if you believe police and now what she has said herself... Uh, lied. We don't know what the motives were, yeah. what happened around it, but essentially used up a ton of resources, uh, local and otherwise, of people trying to find her. That might not seem like an appropriate, you know, charge or punishment. Uh, and in fact, to that end, um, I believe one of the, uh, I think this was at the press conference. Um, said, quote, I know many are shocked and appalled that Miss Russell is only being charged with, uh, is only being charged with two misdemeanors despite all the panic and disruptions her actions caused. Let me assure you, I too share the same frustration, but existing laws only allow the charges that were filed to be filed. Um, so at this point, that's what she's going to be charged with. But I wouldn't be surprised, actually, as I was reading the story, if people wouldn't bring a civil lawsuit against her, mm-hmm. you know, for, uh, the loss of time and resources, like yeah. whether it's like a county or a local municipality. I mean, 
you know, to try to recoup some of the funds that they spent in trying to look for her. Yeah. And they also still don't know where she was. Yeah. Her attorney might know or why. And I guess she doesn't have to tell anyone. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. No, and we don't necessarily need to know, but yeah, the cost of... Well, we want to know because we're, you know... It's... We want to know. Because we... <laughs> because we want to know. Were you in somebody's shed? You know, were you, she said she wasn't in well, any hotel with anyone. Human being and somebody who all of a sudden makes up a story about a toddler being on the side of the road and then disappears like that. That was some work. It like is she some put work. in some effort and I want to understand for what purpose. The one right? thing that, you know, outside of the resources, the thing I think about is if anybody had a toddler missing at the time, their heart was in their chest for two days. Yeah. You know, just like this could be my son, this could be my daughter, yeah. you know, and that is the thing that's really sad to me to make up because then they're searching for a toddler and a woman. Well, you and know? just everybody in her family. Yes, yes. And they were completely convinced that she was gone. Yeah. I mean, they were uh, they were going on the Today Show after she was found still claiming that she had been abducted and it didn't I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to assume the best in people. It seemed like at that point they were yeah. still absolutely 100% sold that she had been abducted. Yes. And, you know, I just, six. I, I'm not like really into like, yeah, charge her with everything because no, obviously no, no. this person had some really, really tough things going on in their life and resorted to this. Not, I, I don't believe that she did it for attention. I think she was probably, I'm just speculating, really struggling with dealing with her everyday life. And she wanted to escape her life. And so the punishment to me, like, is just being found out that you you well, staged all this. And there has to be consequences or I was other gonna people say, are going to do I, it. I would imagine there's there needs to be a level of consequence that would mm-hmm. not mostly to, to, to keep yeah. people from doing it again. Yes. Right. Like right. you don't she doesn't deserve to be, you know, unduly charged or unnecessarily held to account Mm -hmm. in a way that nobody else would because to your point she's going to have to carry that around for the rest of her life as the person who did that yes and also did that not just to us because who cares but did it to her family her boyfriend yeah and um yeah, I'm sure that's a pain she's going to have to carry for a long time. Absolutely. So hopefully. Woof, heavy oh, stories, yeah. Don. Oh, Can we what? lighten it oh, up? Oh, yes, I have some great stories about thirst traps. Oh, that's right. Speaking of Tommy Ariola, <laughs> when we come back, Harry Styles and Olivia, nope, not Olivia Wilde, <laughs> Selena Gomez are dropping well, thirst sort of traps. Olivia Wilde. Well, she's, she's involved somehow, maybe. All right, the Harry Styles and Selena Gomez are not dating, but they are dropping some thirst traps. Dawn is going to share them with you when we come back right here on My Talk. 
My Talkers. Bradley here for my friends at Alight. This month, I'm joining my friends at Alight in thanking Minnesotans who make their humanitarian work around the world possible. In displaced communities where they work around the world, including Uganda and Rwanda, where I traveled with Alight, Minnesota is known for its generosity and goodwill. Specifically, um, let's thank my talkers. That's you guys for all your support for Alight over the last few years. You know, after the war broke out in Ukraine, more than 1,640 of you stepped up with over $150,000 in donations. That helped the Alight team launch their response for Ukrainian families. And since then, they have been able to help more than 1 million Ukrainians navigate to safety and security. Thank you, my talkers. That means uh, more than you could ever know. And it means that there is still so much work to be done. Head to wearealight.org today to learn how you can continue to support this wonderful organization. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Thank you for joining us. Um, we are turning a corner from the update on some things that were we so low. great um, that happened last week. And we're now going to talk about something very shallow. Some hey now. There's traps. There's traps. First, we have to talk about Harry Astia. Harry. Harry. No, we need to talk about his Harry. Yeah, his areas. <laughs> well, his, so I saw and this it looked headline. Maybe it, like it was a little Harry. Oh, uh, I saw this headline that says. Oh, it was a headline you saw. Okay. We. Got, here's a headline that says Harry Styles, sign of the tatted times. Olivia, wherefore art thy? That's cute. I okay. like that. So, um, Harry Styles has a tattoo on his thigh, and it says Olivia on it. And um, he was in Italy on a boat with none other than James Corden, included, who looks Which, very uncomfortable. By the way, he looks so <laughs> uncomfortable. I was uh, like, well, I mean, look at James. his friends. Like, Ugh. Harry Styles and uh, James Corden are friends. He actually even, I looked up his other tattoos, and he has a, he played um, one time on The Late Late Show with James Corden, uh, The Late Show with James Corden Tattoo Roulette, and he got Late Late tattooed on his body. Now, he has this Olivia tattoo on his thigh, and people are like, is it about Olivia Wilde? But also, he did have a song called Olivia. Yeah, wasn't that like a 1D thing? It was in 2015. Okay. So it could very well be that. Yeah, because this is not, I mean, you even said this earlier, that looks like an old tattoo. It it's doesn't not look new. new. And obviously, if it was Olivia Wilde, wouldn't he have put duct tape over it or scratched it up or by now? Or just gotten a, a tattoo removal, you know, yeah. that he's, he as a privileged person, he can afford to do that. My thing is, that's what we're talking about. In these pictures? Why? What are you talking about? You can go to our show links page and see what I'm talking <laughs> about, which is what are you doing? Are you about to take your pants off or are you putting them on? Are you just trying to get some more sun? Why am I almost seeing ham? You didn't say ham, though. Your girl says, okay, so in the notes, can I just read you what she wrote in the notes, Mike? <laughs> yeah, please do. Okay, so <laughs> every day we have a list of things we want to talk about. Don has the story. Let's see. Where is it now? Where is it now? Uh, did I move it? Okay, it's over here. Harry Styles' Olivia uh, tattoo on his thigh. Is that what we're looking at? What about him almost flashing some neck? <laughs> now, Mike. Yes. I am 
a thirsty person. Mm -hmm. I am not a stranger to thirst traps. Sure. Or, you know, colorful language. (laughs) When I read that, I was like, I thought it was on his thigh. Why is she talking about his neck? Don, do you want to explain? Do I have to? Let's well, say- I didn't get it at first, and now I was like, oh, 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 oh. neck. <laughs> He's got I these just da- love I call them like, David muscles, which are like oh, Statue of David. Like Statue of David. That's, that's- the Apollo. Uh, I think it's called, if I remember, the Apollo's belt. Okay. I call them David muscles. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. because it's like the Statue of David. They're yeah. muscles that are your abs. And they're the lower. It's like makes you look like a Ken doll. Like I you would say it, there's another off. term for them, which we shan't be saying. Oh, you'll have to fill me in on that. You don't know that. Um. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I okay. do. Just two words. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like no. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was just alarmed that I'm seeing so much of him, and I can't believe that that's what they're focusing on. I'm like, we're about She's to like, see Whoa, something. Whoa. It's real low. It is real low. And what are you doing? Like your friend is right there in a purple hat and he is crotch I just, level. I just. What's he doing? He's like looking away. I would too. I'm like, this is a little close for comfort. It looks like to me, and I know this behavior. Is uh, it? You do? <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just kidding. When you're out in the sun, if you love the sun, yeah. you try to like give your, you don't want tan lines. God. Yeah. What are you looking at? Honey? I just saw, like, I saw an up close, and now I'm seeing the pulled back. I don't, don't say pulled back. It's the okay. wider shot. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, you know when you don't want tan lines, you scrunch up. I'll do that on occasion. Well, I don't do it anymore, but I used to when I would lay out in the sun. I would roll up my bottoms and tops mm-hmm. so that I didn't have like a waistband line. Great. <laughs> well, you wanted. No, so, I know. I know. Okay, so now we're gonna move on. Because that's not the only thirst trap out there. Selena Gomez. Whoa. Selena Gomez is putting, she likes to put up bikini pics. I love it. She's so cute. Whoa. I didn't know Selena Gomez did pictures like this. And then I found some others of her in a white tank top that's taken from way down low. And I'm like, wow, that's a real angle there you're going for. Well, you know, it is thirst trap season, right? Because every celebrity is on a boat somewhere. I mean, hell, I was on a boat this week. That's right. (laughs) There were a lot of celebrities on Forest Lake. (laughs) This this is what I noticed about Selena Gomez's booby shot. I can see. What? I can see the shape. I can see part of your areola. Yeah, she got some nipples. She does, and she's showing That's the pepperoni, not the, you know, nipple. Or personal pan pizza, whatever size it is. Personal pan pizza? That's an option. You know, okay. when you used to go to Pizza Hut, you could yeah, get Yeah, but it was a pizza. little bigger than me. <laughs> well, <laughs> who knows? I mean, but that's a little, like, you know, do, do you know you're doing that? Do you think she knows that she... I don't think she, she cares, girl. She doesn't care. After all she has been through. She's like, here's she's part like, of my She's like, if you have an opinion about my body, file it in the circular file. That's true. So both of them, congratulations on... I also love how people equate it to being a thirst trap. I mean, I guess, right? But like, I mean, it's not like she's like, look at my nipple. Well, I think she is. You think? Yeah. You think she's got like a it's thing? It's fine if she does. She just yeah. wants you to see a little bit of it. I mean, this is going a little far, you know, <laughs> Selena. But 
Selena's a grown woman, and just because yeah. she has fans that are I mean, it's not like she's jiggling them at the camera or the going like, between, Yeah, I mean, well, To we me, a thirst trap is just like, my favorite thirst traps are like when people are like standing, you know, like they're doing something pretending to be one thing, and you're like, no, actually, you want me to look at this. I Like, they're like, oh, look at my new, um, yeah. yeah. Look at this this new thing I bought over here in my yeah, hand, and you're like, you're not wearing my pants. girlfriends on a boat, and yeah. you're like, and your areola is yeah. showing. Your friends are all covered up, and you have your legs, you know. But it's fine. I feel like we love her, and if she wants to show her areola part of it, <laughs> you know what? I think it was just a whiff of a whiff of pepperoni, a whiff of <laughs> yeah. It is. You can see it though. You a can whiff of uh, you know, the edge of an areola, what that's like. God, you are you? real. I would not have noticed the areola. Because when you said this at oh, first, I first looked and I, I was like, oh, yeah, um, it's got a little bit of, you know, the outline. Yeah. You might be more Mike, familiar with Mike, you noticed those. the areola, right? I did not right until away. I looked closer. No, I Dawn. didn't notice it right away. I'm, I'm so sorry, Mike. I don't want anyone to hear this that okay. you oh. noticed. But, um, yeah, so I'm the only one that noticed the areola. Right away, yeah. Dawn, oh, maybe you just have an areola God. thing. I don't know. I mean... She's definitely blessed, that's for sure. Yeah. And um she has a beautiful body. And I love that like because she has like struggled, I think. She's talked about that, right? Oh yeah. Like she's struggled with body image and the way people like just comment on her body constantly. Right. And with 426 million followers, Leave her alone. Is everybody on a boat right now? Yes. Like I said, everybody's on. I was on a boat in Italy this weekend. You were? Stephanie Hansen is on a uh, boat in Italy. She's always on a boat. (laughs) No, but she literally is in Italy on a boat. Well, is she taking some paparazzi photos? She has. They're on her Instagram. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Dawn, thanks for the thirst traps. Hey, no problem. And teaching me about necks. Is that like a turkey neck? Bye. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Look at the time. <laughs> when we come back from next, oh, actually appropriate. Plastic surgery is booming in LA. We'll tell you why when we return right here on My Talk 1071.